You wake up cold and alone, a new power running through you. Just call me Taro. Oh, my name's Meredith. Mary Burrows. You can call me Natalia. We wish to offer you a pact. All you have to do is choose. Don't hit my friend. You're bigger than this now, but you can keep it because you made it. And when you make something, that matters. Whenever he grabs Tarot's arm, Tarot does his best to like flex it a little <laughs> bit. The Mortal Path is a 5th edition D&D podcast with goofs and plot galore. Head on over to themortalpath.com to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Ready for an adventure? Join us every Sunday for Roll Like a Girl, the girls-only actual play show that's big-hearted and foul-mouthed. It's available now at RollLikeAGirl.com or wherever you get your podcasts. No, laughing is important and include the yeah. laughing. Experience Dungeons and Dragons like you've never experienced before. So, Dave's a little drunk and all. Feel the tension. You like some chips? They don't have any chips. Feel the excitement. 29 more javelins. And with no swearing or profanity of any kind. Ah, (laughs) jeez. This is... Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Find out more at DungeonsDragonsDaughters.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Practical Game Master. This is Geneva, reporting for the South Coast Archaeological and Preservation Society. Geneva? Jeff? Please listen carefully. Intrigued? Learn more about Interference at WarpZone.com or download us wherever podcasts can be found. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Am Here, celebrating International Podcast Month. I'm your host, Yubi, and I'm from the show The Mortal Path. Podcasters from around the RPG community have banded together to create a series of one-shot games for International Podcasting Month to promote diverse and inclusive gaming and to celebrate the hard work we do as podcasters. Today's game is Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition, which was designed and created by Wizards of the Coast. Joined with me for the game are Kurt Boland from Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, Hazel Stapp from Interference, and Sarah from Roll Like a Girl. We hope that you enjoy our episode. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Yes. We want you to enjoy this. Please enjoy our episode. Please. Late one evening, a drunken elf stumbles into and almost over the figure of Fargrim Stonehelm, a dwarf keeping to himself in the shadows of the alleyway. Excuse me, Master Dwarf, the elf slurs. Then they go rigid, an inky black veil covering their face like smoke as they grab Grim's shoulder hard, painfully hard. Grim, thank you. Bring allies, retrieve more chest, bring to me now. The elf blinks, shadows gone, and stumbles into the night. The next morning, Grim gathers his friends after making them breakfast. He knows the call of his patron. Ravana, Hurt, I, I need your help. Hurt, an older tiefling, looks up from his plate. He's handsome in a rugged way, and while there's suspicion in his eyes, there's also the strength of a deep bond and his love for his brother-in-arms. What do you need? Sunrise shines in opulent glory over the campsite, but pales in comparison to the gleaming armour and divine regalia of the other dwarf. Her expression wavers, caught between 
anger and her love for her friend. I know what you're thinking, and I promise this won't be like last time. All we're doing this time is retrieving a little treasure chest and then making a delivery. Easy peasy. And just think of the fame. It's not every day you get a chance to travel to Stagila. Just one of the nine layers of hell. Another one of your gosh darn hellish other worlds. Last time we did this, we lost Yurk. Grim, my first response is no. Common sense tells me no, but my following says second chances are to be given, and you wouldn't ask us if it were not desperate. This time, we leave no one behind. The group break camp and travel after gathering supplies, following Grim to a warehouse and then to a hidden room within. The evening dusk hangs around them like shadows as they shut the door and light a torch. I appreciate you all willing to take the plunge with me again, but I think you know there's no one else I'd rather have at my back. And frankly, you're the only people I know crazy enough and strong enough to take on a challenge like this. There's already a life at stake with this trip. Mine. It's a direct order from my patron. And, I don't, and if I don't fulfill this, then my life and my soul are forfeit. Ravana, I think this is where you step in. What's the expression? To hell and back again? Emphasis on the back, am I right? <laughs> yeah, Grim, that's spot on. If we're ready then, off to do something stupid. In the stillness of oncoming night, they draw the circle and light the candles, sprinkling ash and bone and golden dust. After one last look around the group, Ravana steals herself, closes her eyes, and holds out her hands. The three of you have all converged in this place for your ritual. What are you doing? Uh, Ravana is going to grab Hertz and Grimm's hands and uh, plane shift to Stygia? Uh, Stygia, I think? Stygia? Stygia? Is it Stygia? Oh no, we're all wrong. Okay, do you know what? <laughs> Open to interpretation. It's just, it is whatever we say it is. Stygia? Stygia? Stygia. Okay, you close your eyes, you feel this magic coursing through you, and as you begin to move, there's this tug on all three of you, and you open your eyes, and you are not in Stygia. You are in a dark room and sitting round this round table. And on one side is this humanoid hunched creature that looks to be maybe eight foot, nine foot, but hunched over, fleshy and bulbous with these burning red eyes and no pupils and no mouth. And on the table in front of you is this board that is covered in letters and symbols. And this creature reaches forwards with these long spindly fingers and clacks down this tooth. And it doesn't look like a tooth of any creature you've ever seen before. And it starts to move it supernaturally fast over the board, spelling out these letters. And as it hits these letters, almost faster than you can actually see, you hear this voice in your heads. And it goes, <sighs> Retrieve the war chest. That's creepy. Grim, is this your person? Do I recognize this creature in front of us? Roll me a... Ooh, uh, either intelligence or maybe religion, I think. I got a 13. A 13. You haven't seen this particular creature before, but you know what the servants of your patron generally look like. And this guy pretty much fits fits the description. This is most likely not your patron, Grazit himself, but a servant of Grazit. Right. I was told that before. Anything else? 
There's a second and the fingers clack again over the board and it says, <gasps> The chest is hidden in an ancient temple of Avistus. Others will be searching and it is well protected. What others? Those who seek the same treasures. Well, that's terribly vague. <laughs> Thank you for that. There's a second of silence, and you see in front of you these little figures of smoke rising from the table, and you see what looks like an army of demons and an army of devils, and you see individual groups who seem to be scouring through abandoned buildings, and the voice comes again and says, They are all always searching, but you... I will send directly. Bring the chest back to me and your reward will be bountiful. Well, all right then. I suppose we should get to it. The creature lifts its hands from the table and everything goes black again and you are once more pulled through time and space and everything. And when you open your eyes, your first breath is freezing cold like a punch to your lungs it is so so cold and as you blink there's this reflecting light and you are standing in front of this huge structure of metal and ice and you are in this frozen wasteland glancing around it's dark there are no stars in the sky there is no moon there are no clouds that you can see and in the distance there are the vague shapes of towering mountains bigger than anything you have ever seen before and you are cold it is freezing cold here there's a large courtyard that's empty and two huge double doors to this jagged building doesn't have any windows doesn't have any regular sense to the building but you know deep down this is the temple to Levistus. you recognize various little carvings on the door that are the the enemy of your patron i'm gonna grab my my coat and cloak and pull it tighter around myself to try and protect myself from from the cold and the wind i look at the group and say uh well that uh it was a lot easier to find than i thought it would be so uh any last words before we die then it sure beats traveling far into the cold place. Let's just, let's go. Let's just go. Uh, the things you get us into. Your patron has really weird people. I, I'm going to check my, my book real quick just to see if there's any other instructions uh, that, that might be in there before we, before we go into the structure in front of us. Okay, what does your book look like? Uh, my book is, it's a, it's an old thick tome uh, that is bound in leather mm -hmm. that I'm not quite sure if it's human skin or not. <laughs> jagged, jagged metal edges. So it's it's very very rough, uh, very very industrial and um, the it, it looks like that, that maybe that there's stains of perhaps blood or other material or some other fluid that, that's on there. But it, it looks like it's it's been to hell and back again. Okay. Okay. For the second time. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. You crack it open and it flips itself to a page in the middle and there is a single word and it says down. Down we go. I'm going to turn myself uh, invisible. Okay. And uh, let's say the group... 
I'll say to the group, uh, still right here, just uh, precautionary. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll start moving ahead. Uh, Rovada is just going to go ahead and start walking for the doors. All right, let's go. Okay. You guys walk up to the doors, and as you approach, you can see that the one of them is just slightly ajar. There's no lock. There's no mechanism. There's a buildup of ice and snow around it. It doesn't look like it's been disturbed in a while. I wonder if somebody's already beaten us here. But uh, Ravana wants to kind of poke her head in and do a, a quick look-see um, if there's if there's anything threatening standing in the doorway or past the doors, at least, through the opening. Okay. I will... Uh, you can either make a perception check or an okay. investigation check. I'll perception, because it it's... So, oh, that's okay. a natural one. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Looks safe to me. <laughs> it's all clear, everybody. Come on in. First roll of the game, and it's a natty one. Yay. <laughs> you put your hand on the door, and as you do, it's so cold, it almost burns your fingers, and there's this... <sighs> of icy wind that gets in your eyes and you shake your head and blink and you're just blinking these ice crystals out your eyes as you try and look. You can't really see anything beyond the door. It's definitely darker inside than it is outside. All right, let's go. I kind of see her reaction to the uh, mm-hmm. the coldness of the door. So I just take my foot and I just shove it open. You kick this door open and it goes surprisingly easily in a way that you wouldn't expect a big heavy metal door that seems frozen in place to open. And as you look in, there is this huge entrance room. There are two sets of stairs, one on the left that leads down and one on the right that leads up. And what really catches your attention are that there are statues, tens of them, maybe even a hundred of them. And they're all of different people and creatures that look like they are mid-crouching or running, and they are all just ice. Mm. Do these look like actual statues, or do these look like people that were actually turned to ice? What, uh, roll me a perception check. Never trust a statue. <laughs> Let me know what your passive perceptions are, as well. 20. Uh, mine's just 11. <laughs> uh, my passive is 13, but that's uh, coincidentally also what I got for my perception check. <laughs> Grim and Hurt, looking at these statues, they're so weird. There are creatures you've never seen before. Huge ones, small ones. And Ravana, these are not statues. These are creatures and people that have frozen in place. Um, seeing that, um, you know how, like, sometimes whenever water freezes or, like, running water freezes, you could see that it's, like, going in a direction? Mm. Um, is there, like, a direction from the freezing of these people or are they just, like, cold bodies standing still? Having a second to look at them, it looks like maybe something came from above and went rushing down. Mm. Okay, boys, don't walk in too far. These people have been frozen by something from up. Ravana, any any chance that uh, you might be able to bring one of these people back, or one of these creatures back, that maybe we could have a chat with them and get an understanding of uh, what we might Uh, be getting into? Sure. Let me see what spells I have here. Uh, Yubi, I'd like to cast a lesser restoration spell um, on one of the closest statues, uh, preferably somebody who looks um, like a a dwarf or a human or a humanoid I would recognize. Not personally recognize, but a humanoid that would be something I would walk into every day in the street. And and someone that looks talkative. (laughs) (laughs) You approach a what looks to be maybe a halfling or a dwarf but the features are so obscured with this ice you're not entirely sure and you put your hands on them 
And as you begin to cast this magic, you feel it reaching into the ice and going deeper and deeper and then just dissipating. Because this creature has become just solid ice. There is not really a body left inside. Uh, Grim, bad news. Uh, These bodies are unrecoverable. Hmm. They've been too far gone for I don't know how long. Well, I appreciate it. It was an ice try. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna really think about hitting you on the head with her staff, but not... (laughs) You have to find him first. (laughs) True. Alright, well, at this point, I guess guess we go down. I'm gonna turn visible again, and then I'm gonna bring out um, my uh, my little demon, uh, Matt. He's he's a little little snow owl, and... uh, I'm going to send him ahead flying down to see if he can scope out the way for us a little bit. Okay. Uh, make me a perception check for Matt. Uh, I believe with advantage because owls have keen sight. Uh, and I, I need it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All oh, right. No. So that was that was a six and a seven. So we'll go with the seven. Ooh. Oh, boy. What, do, you, do you add anything to it? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I am not a perceptive dwarf. Okay. Are you, are you seeing through uh, Matt's eyes? Yes. Okay. So you close your eyes and you concentrate and your vision shifts into the form of this owl. And it's disconcerting because owls can see just so good and you're not used to um, computing this sort of visual data. As he flies down the stairs, it's very, very dark downstairs. And you see this long corridor and something gleaming, but there doesn't seem to be another door or anything. You just see the glimmer of what looks like maybe ice and it's very cold and that's all you can really see as he flies around down there. All right. So then I'll stop looking through through Matt's eyes. And so my eyes would stop glowing and it would come back to normal. Look at the group and, and just shrug down. That's I guess that's it. I don't see, don't see anything. So I guess let's get to it. Let's go. All right. What is your marching order? Hurt, do you want to you want to lead the way? Yeah, I'll go. Ravana will insist that she's in the middle as always. So, Hurt, you start making your way down these stairs. I believe you have dark vision, right? Yes. There's a shift where the natural light from outside just stops about halfway down the stairs. And your dark vision takes over and everything's in black and white. And what really strikes you is how very much colder it is going down. And eventually you come to the end of the staircase and you see before you this long corridor and a small owl who's perching on the stairs. And you see at the very end of this corridor this almost like water that has stopped that's frozen over and this huge blockage of ice either of you have a spell or do you want me to hack through this or Um, what do you guys want to do it's all it's all ice over here i could just try hitting it with uh with an eldritch blast i get uh it does a fair amount of damage even as a as a cantrip for me you know what i think we're gonna i'm gonna watch grim kind of take a hack at this with this eldritch blast before i decide i'm gonna step in and do anything all right. When I get down to the stairs, hold up. I hold out my hand, and r- right before I, I hit it, you'll be one question. Mm-hmm. Do I do I know anything about the passage of time in in hell, <laughs> in in or at least in this particular layer? Is do I know anything? Is like is, is it like a, a minute here, like a day back in the real world, or the reverse, or is it is does time flow about the the same amount here? I will let you roll either Arcana. Or maybe nature? Go let nature roll go. Uh, with advantage, because you've been to, to a layer of hell before. 
Nine. Nine. Oh, dude. Oh, boy. Do you have another dice? Do you maybe want I switched. Oh, you switched? I just switched oh. to a second one because I didn't like my previous rolls. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, you take a moment to think, and you remember that when you went to hell previously, time was very fast, but you were in a different layer of hell, and you've heard things from people about how time passes in different planes, and you know that some planes you might forget when you come back, or you might lose hundreds of years, or even just no time at all, and you can't remember what happens in Stagia. Alright, so these thoughts are going through my head, so I pause just for a moment with my hand outstretched at the at the wall of ice, and then shake the shake those thoughts from my head, and I, I let go with uh, with three blasts of the, the Eldritch Blast uh, into the ice wall to, to see what effect it has. Okay, first of all, what is your plus? Uh, I have a plus 12 to hit. Okay, roll three times, and if any of them are a natural one, tell me. Otherwise, you're going to hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no natural one. Okay, so roll me your damage on all three hits. 31. Okay, you start blasting at this one. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? What color is it? What? I it's it's a it's a white blast. It's a it's a solid bright white blast um, that shoots out almost instantaneous, kind of like a uh, a lightning bolt mm. of where it just looks like it connects from my hand to the wall at uh, instantaneously, and it's a quick succession of three blasts of bright white light from my hand that that slams into the wall. Okay. In those flashes of light, Ravana, with your passive perception, there are lots of runes and glyphs carved into the walls around you, on the ceiling, on the floor. They're very subtle. They look almost like parts of the, the architecture, and it's only with your very keen eyes uh, that you actually pick them out. You start blasting through this wall, and as you blast through it, Grim, you notice that actually this ice turns to the right and there's actually a corridor that goes to the right it, it doesn't go straight forward and you manage to blast your way through this chunk of ice maybe like a four foot by like five foot hole through it and you can see beyond another room i'm gonna send matt through the hole <laughs> the little owl flies through the hole ravana and uh hurt what are you guys doing at this point um the runes have caught ravana's attention and she's just like she's patting hurts Wait, her yeah, she's patting Hurt's lay or arm. Hurt, hurt, look at these. Look at these. She's gonna just point them out and try and see what they say or if she could understand them. Okay, Hurt, you now also see these runes and glyphs. Make me a religion check, please. And also if anybody here speaks infernal. Uh I'm a tiefling. I believe I speak infernal. Natural twenty. Uh, so that would be a 26 on religion. Nice. Okay. I also do have a special feature um, of Eyes of the Roomkeeper, and I can read any writing. Oh, very nice. I think you've probably overheard Ravana at this point pointing out the runes and the glyphs. Ravana, these runes, these glyphs, they are all very much centered around Levistus. They are all almost prayers or symbols for his goodwill, his, his luck, his... A helping hand out of situations and you know that Levistus is often who people trying to escape an execution go for the ne'er-do-wells who want to have another go at life but you also see runes to do with sacrifices and freezing and ice and hurt as you are looking at these runes in infernal mm -hmm. you don't know so much about Levistus but you can see kind of key words like like icy and frozen and things of that nature 
Grim, with your eyes of the Runekeeper, you get about the same impression as Hurt. You know a bit about Levistus knowing that he is against Grazit, your patron. This is very much a temple to Levistus. And these runes, all of you can see, are very, very, very old. So, so in other news, water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, looking through your, your eyes of Matt, eyes of the Matt, yes. um, <laughs> you see in front of you another room. This one has a very, very thick layer of ice all over the floor. And you see in the far corner another staircase going down that is also covered in ice. Not blocked, just slicked over with ice. Um, the range that I can see through... Uh, Matt's uh, owl eyes is not very far, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him to to find a perch in that in that next room and wait for us to catch up. Okay, he perches on a bit of the stairs. You can see that he's having trouble keeping his balance. It's very slippery ice. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> That'll be fun. All right, so so the hole that I just blasted out through. Uh, th- through the ice, then. So it's it's almost. So you said it was about a, a four foot wide hole and about five feet long. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So that means I would I would only have to hunch down a little bit to to walk through the hole. But uh, I'll look back at at Hurt and say, Hurt, uh, you might have to do some crawling through here. Yeah, it's all right. Nothing I've not done before. <laughs> and I'm assuming that Ravana would would not have a problem walking through this four foot hole as well. Mm, nope. But she'll let Hurt go. Um... Before she does. She doesn't want her to get caught unaware by anything coming up from behind. Anything ahead she's fine with. Yeah, yeah. Anything ahead can take care of himself. But behind while crawling <laughs> is unfair. So I'm going to crawl through. You crawl through. It's very cold. It's unpleasant. It's not nice. There's lots of bits of ice that's been blasted out. So you're just kind of covered in it now. Yes, I'm not liking this cold. <laughs> I am resistant to fire, not cold. (laughs) Yeah, it is very cold. Passing through, this next room is about 60 foot by 100 foot. And the whole floor is just ice. But you see in front of you a staircase right at the opposite corner. Okay, uh, what does the ceiling look like? The ceiling is covered in jagged bits of ice and icicles. Okay, well, I guess I'm not going to be walking on the ceiling because it doesn't look like there's any better terrain. So, I guess I will start walking to the other side, and while I do so, I'll look around to see if there's anything of interest here other than ice. (laughs) Okay, make me a perception check, please. 17. 17! Okay, you start walking. Make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, sure. (laughs) Of course, that's a low one. (laughs) Four. Oh, no. You start walking and you take one step and this this floor is incredibly slippery. And you get three steps in as you're looking around before your foot gives out under you and you slip. And as you are falling, you look up at the ceiling and the only thing of interest is those icicles, they don't seem very well attached. And then you <laughs> down onto the ice. Uh, and as you hit the ground, there is a shudder and an icicle falls, and I'm going to need you to make me a dex to te- another dexterity saving throw with disadvantage because you are prone. That's a nice five there. <laughs> and you two watch through the little ice tunnel as this jagged spear of ice falls from the ceiling, and you take six points of piercing damage as it crashes into you, and little jagged bits of Oops. ice stick into your skin. Ah! <laughs> Hurt? You okay? <laughs> it's slippery in here. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, uh gonna look to to uh Grim and go, You next or you want me to go next? 
Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming that you you were first oh. through the tunnel. And so I, I wouldn't think there would be enough room for, for me to get around you. So I'm, I'm assuming okay. that you would have to go first out into, okay. the, into the ice room. Um, she'll, she'll step out into the ice room and just uh, hug the wall like a little scared kid at the roller rink. <laughs> okay. She's doing that little number. <laughs> okay. Make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Unfortunately, the walls are also covered in ice. So you don't get any advantage from sticking <laughs> to the wall. Yeah, uh, that's a 17. A 17? Okay, you very slowly manage to, to start making your way through the room. You get about 20 or so feet through the room. Are you heading towards the staircase? Or are you going round the corners? Um, I'm heading towards the staircase because Grim said down, but... It- I'm also kind of keeping an eye out on Hurt to make sure Hurt can get back up. Okay, uh, you break away from the wall. You're now going across the middle of the room because the ice block that you've come through and the staircase are on the diagonals of the room. And you start making your way towards the staircase, keeping an eye on, on Hurt. Grim, what are you doing? Um, I'd be... I'm going to come into the room. Do you want me to roll a dexterity check? If you're just standing, like, if you just come out through the tunnel and you're just standing there, not yet. It's when you start moving. So before I start moving... I'm going to look back at, at the hole that I had blasted through the ice and, and ponder that for just a moment. And then I want to reach out and cast uh, Mending Ooh. on it. I, I want to see if I can seal this hole back up a little bit just to try and prevent anything from potentially coming in from behind us. Okay, yeah, I, you absolutely can do that. It's going to take you a little bit of time because you blasted the whole way through this this very thick ice wall. But you start mending it and you start repairing the hole how long do you want to spend on it um no no more than than a than a, a minute okay uh so hurt what are you doing you're on your back you're bleeding a little bit i guess i will try to stand mechanically half your movement stand you're back on your feet i am going to start uh skating my way across the floor okay you're gonna have to make me another dexterity saving throw i'm afraid it's another good one hey, hey. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's unfortunately not quite good enough. You mm-hmm. are trying to do the same thing that Ravana is doing, but again, you slip and you fall, and I need you to make me another dexterity saving throw with disadvantage as you are once again prone on the ground. Okay, that is a 13. Okay, so this time you manage to just oh, roll out the way as a second shard of ice goes down onto the ground beside you, and you are not harmed by it. Uh, hurt. Oh yeah, watch out for those too. Yeah, that looks like that hurt too. Hey, hurt! You need to you need to find your center, and you need <laughs> to bend your knees just a little bit, okay? And then you can glide. Uh, all right, I'll I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> Be better if I had some uh, spikes on my shoes or uh, what? Snowshoes? You got any of those? No. No. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we came prepared. <laughs> yeah, we planned for this one. I have wing. I have wing boots. I could come get you if you need me to. I'm all right. I was hoping I could walk on the ceiling, but uh, it looks rough up there. Yeah, probably worse than down here. Let me. Uh, Ravana is gonna cast uh, guidance. Very good. On uh, hurt so that uh, he can try and make his way across. <laughs> okay. Grim, you are watching this almost comedic, uh, this elderly, not elderly, that's unfair, I'm sorry. This, this uh, older. No, hurt is elderly. 59 is fairly elderly, okay. I think. This relatively elderly tiefling who just cannot get his feet. He just every kind of every couple of seconds, whoosh, poof, down on his back in this icy room as this. You know, this dwarf is 
totally able to just skate on this ice. Um, you, if you wouldn't mind making me another dexterity check, this time with disadvantage because, uh, sorry, with advantage because Ravana is helping you, and you also have guidance on you. So that adds a d4. Twelve plus three plus two. So, 17. Yeah, so you start making your way very slowly. You bend your creaky knees, you lower your center <laughs> of gravity, and you very slowly begin to make your way over to the staircase. So this time, you've, you've got your feet under you. You're doing all right. Okay, I give Ravana a thumbs up. <laughs> Here you go. You, you got it now. Yeah, for... Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> so I'm going to... Grim is going to sit down. And uh, take his boots off, and okay. I'm going to cast uh, Alter Self on myself, and uh, I'm going to change my feet into uh, furry uh, clawed feet to Ooh. give myself some easy purchase to, to walk across the ice. And I'll carry, I'll have my staff in one hand, and I'll gingerly be carrying my boots in the other hand as I make my my way across the ice with my clawed feet. Very cool. Okay, roll me your dexterity saving throw with advantage, please. Uh, Twenty-one. Yeah, you are able to move across this floor with very little difficulty, actually. Your feet grip into the ice, and you make your way over to this very icy staircase where the three of you are now standing. All right, I sit down and put my boots back on. Okay. Um, and you said there's a stairway down there? Yep. Hey, uh, Ravana's just going to peek down the stairs and see if anything is happening down there, if she can see anything, or just straight ice down. Make me a perception check, please. Uh, 26. Have you got dark vision? I'm a dwarf, I think so. Let me just... Yep, you do. Yeah. yeah, I think I was about to say, I think all of you have dark vision, actually. You peer down this staircase, and it curves at the bottom, so you just can't see what's around the corner, but this ice fades out into a much more manageable ice. The first couple of steps are as icy as the ones that you've... as the ice you've just been travelling across. You reckon that you're going to need to go down the first few steps very carefully if you don't want to helter-skelter the whole way down to the bottom. But... After a couple of steps, it looks like it gets much more manageable. Oh, with that perception check, you don't hear or see anything moving below you. We can uh, we can try this because those first three steps look a little iffy. We can try the the boot scoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just sit down and you scoot down the first couple of steps. We used to do it as kids in the dwarven. Anyways, <clears throat> boot scoot will get us past the first three steps. I figure. I, I love it. I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I, I sit down on the ground and I, I scoot forward down the steps. Okay. Make me a dexterity saving throw with advantage. This is very creative. I love this. This is good D&D. That's a 13. Oh, okay. You managed to get down the first step boot scooting very efficiently but it is a lot slippier than you thought and you go down (laughs) the rest although you manage to stop yourself from going round the corner uh, and you take one point of bludgeoning damage oh no as you slip down the stairs but but it looked like the boot scoot definitely was a better idea than just trying to walk down them (laughs) son of a grim grim are you okay yeah my just my pride is hurt that's not new. <laughs> Hurt, you want to try next? Uh, are the walls and ceilings still icy on the stairwell? So the stairwell doesn't go into like a closed thing until about halfway down. So right above you now is just open air with the ceiling like way up. The sides of it, they're pretty icy for the first three. And then after that, it peters off into the, the normal stone. So yeah, I guess I'll try the, uh, the, the, the boot scoot 
Uh, all right. Boot scoot special. Down. This is how level 15 adventurers do get downstairs. It's, great. it's not our magic. It's the boot scoot. That is also a 13. So I go okay. like barreling down the stairs and run right into Grim. Yeah, the exact same thing happens. Uh, this time you take four points damage and Grim, you take also four points damage as suddenly this tiefling crashes into you and you two are in a very very inelegant heap of limbs at like the corner of the stairs so he just he just bowls me over when he gets down to the bottom of the stairs (laughs) yeah it's very faulty towers it's very comedic i'm not sure that works very well thanks heart appreciate it yeah let's uh let's let's get out of the way before uh, she comes down (laughs) no it's good and then i would click my my winged boots and fly down the stairs (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? You're You're not the only one with tricks, Grim. And then she lands delicately. You do so, and it's beautiful and perfect. (laughs) Okay, so you three are now at the bottom of this staircase, and you can see stretching out in front of you this very, very long corridor. goes on about maybe 150 or so feet, and you can see about 60 feet, and beyond that, you're not too sure. It's just a corridor? Just a corridor. There's the same runes and glyphs carved into the walls. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if there's anything to be concerned about, but I, I am a little concerned about the, about the time that we're taking. It's, I'm not sure, but uh, the longer that we stay here could mean a lot more time is passing back home. And if there's other people or things that are down here that are also trying to get at the chest, I wonder if we might need to pick up the pace a little bit with how quickly we're moving through here. It's like, I don't want to be reckless, but... Uh, I don't want to dawdle either. Yep, yep. Good point, Grim. Uh, I wouldn't say run down this corridor, but I'd say we could fast walk down this corridor and be okay. We just got to be vigilant. We'll be fine. All right. Sounds great. Go get him, Hurt. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not how that works. Hurt starts heading down the corridor. (laughs) Hi. Grim. Okay, Hurt starts going. I walk behind, rubbing my butt where I fell. Okay. <laughs> uh, with elbows and dignity bruised, you guys start going quickly down this corridor, uh, not being particularly stealthy, but you can't really hear or see anything that would indicate that you should be stealthy. So you start going down this corridor and your your vision goes with you into this darkness. And when you get about 60 feet from the end of the corridor you see the end of the corridor which I guess would be like I don't want to do the maths whatever that is Ninety. (laughs) you get 90 feet into the corridor and you can see the end of it and on the left is a door do we want to open it and introduce ourselves or is there a more delicate way we can go about this what what kind of a door is it is it very similar to the, the first big doors that we came into it's made of the same material it's metal it almost exudes this cold like the first doors taking a second to look at it you don't see any locking mechanisms particularly it's just like a flat door okay is there is there a handle for opening it there is a handle i'm gonna i'm gonna um pull my sleeve down up (laughs) over my hand okay so my skin isn't actually making contact with it and uh and just as i'm about to, to touch it i'm gonna pause and i'm gonna cast detect magic real quick okay uh so that's 60 feet i believe and it works not through layers of stone. Mm-mm. So there's something very magical around the door, almost like in the door frame. Hmm. 
but it's it's a dormant magic. It's not an active one. So I don't get the impression that there's there's a magical trap on this door or anything like that. No, it's abjuration. It's more warding. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna shrug and then uh, reach forward for the handle. <laughs> okay. The door swings open easily, and you see in front of you an identical-looking corridor. This one curves to the left. Okay. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and say, "Hurts, you're up again." All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, you stride through the door, two of you following, make your way into the corridor, and you start walking back the way you came as if you've done a little U-turn. Uh, and again, Is there any kind of an incline to the hallway? Or is it, no, is it flat? Okay. Totally flat. And this time, after about 60 feet or so, you see in front of you on the right side of the wall this time, another door, but this one looks much more fancy. Ooh, fancy door. You gonna grab it? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll oh. put my my sleeve up over my hand and, and, and gingerly try the handle on this one. Okay. As you push down the handle, there's a sound and it is locked. And as you touch it, there's this of ice over the door and you see letters start to appear in a language that some of you don't know. Uh, the language is infernal. So who here speaks infernal? Hurt does. Hurt? Yeah, I can, I can oh, read you, anything. Of course, you've got... So, I'm so sorry. Ravana, you don't speak Infernal, though, right? Mm-mm. Correct. Okay. So, Ravana, you have no idea what these, these runes or glyphs say, but you recognize some of them because they are very much in tune with the ones that are still on the walls and the ceiling and the floor. And this scrolling text kind of moves over the door, and it says, I have six heirs, each with 400 years between each one and the next. I had my first when I was 1,900 years old. Now the youngest is 1,900 years old. How many years have I lived? And then the text fades again. And you hear behind you, of a door slamming closed. Great. A math puzzle. I'm going to kick the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Make me an attack roll. 19. 19, you give this door just the most incredible kick, and then I'd like you to make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. 10. 10. Oh, God. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so you crash your foot into this door, and it almost seems to give a little bit. There's this of, of the locking mechanism, and then that text appears again, and it's the same riddle, except there's this of ice that shoots out right at you, and you take eight points of cold damage. How that... Uh... How'd that work out for you? Well, I, I think I could kick through it eventually. Uh, but you guys want to try to solve this riddle? How hurt are you feeling right now, Hurt? Uh, I'm all right. Okay. Can somebody read the riddle for me? Because I can't read Infernal. Yeah, Yubi, could you read it one more time for us? So the riddle says, I have six heirs, each with 400 years between each one and the next. I had my first when I was 1,900 years old. Now the youngest is 1,900 years old. How many years have I lived? Um, so I think it's so six heirs with 400 years between. So uh, six times 400, 2,400 years total is when the, the, the heirs span. Well, wouldn't it be times five? Because there are six of them, so each have one between them, but not after. Oh, right, right. Okay. Um, so 2,000 years then. So then if they had their first at 1900, so then that would be, so we add that, so that's 3900. And the youngest is now 19, so we add another 19, so is that 
58, 5,800, I think. Yeah, that's my guess as well. I'm going to go with it because I am horrible at morning math. I'm horrible at any math, so. (laughs) (laughs) How do you present your answer to the door? I kick it. (laughs) (laughs) Make me a dexterity saving throw, please. 18. 18, okay. This time you managed to dodge out the way from the cold. And looking at it, I mean, like, you've definitely dented a little bit of the door. If you wanted to keep on kicking, you probably could get through that door. But it is shooting out cold at you every time you do. All right. I'm going to cast Mage Hand. And with Mage Hand on the door... Uh, right in five eight zero zero. Okay, you do these symbols. Do you do them in? Oh, well, you can't speak in Vanu. You can only read it. So you start right. writing these symbols, and as you're writing them, they change. And as they change, your eyes kind of tighten and take a moment to see them as they change to infernal and these little spider webs of ice out from them as five eight zero zero is written on the door, and there's a sound of a lock coming undone. I'm going to move Mage Hand. I should have done this earlier when I was trying to open the door. Yeah, why I don't know why I used my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so I move the Mage Hand over and, and try the handle now. Okay, the handle gives and the door opens. Good kicking there, Hurt. You loosened it for me. Thank you. All right, is this another corridor? As you peer through, this is a much larger room, about 150 feet across. 50 foot wide so you can see the far wall and as you peer in make me a perception check please all of us are just hurt uh no all of you uh 26 17 6 hurt there's a lot of ice in here there's a lot of, there's a lot of dark and ice <laughs> and then as you glance to your left and right there's there's two kind of like really big bits of bouldery ice beside you and grim and ravana as you two peer in grim there is something that just moved in the far corner and Ravana, as you peer in behind them, you see these two bits of ice on either side of the door that seem very suspicious. Even more so by the fact that one of them suddenly goes and starts to move. And as you glance across the way, you can see from the reflecting light just now, two very large white eyes open in the darkness and the hint of a staircase beyond it as this huge icy demonic creature pulls itself up and goes and i'd like you all to roll initiative please oh no grim got a 15 for initiative now i'm gonna be honest some of my tokens here are funky so you are not fighting two <laughs> giant snowmen. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Ravana got a 12. Hurt has a 24. So first up in the initiative order, Hurt, you suddenly see looking over these two icy boulders suddenly into life and these two huge ice golems stand there and you hear this sound from the far corner and you see these two wide glowing eyes as some huge demon pulls itself up from the ground. What do you want to do? Hey guys, we've got trouble. I am going to move to within 10 feet of this boulder on my right. What is your speed, however? My speed is the normal speed, I believe. 30. So 30 feet. Okay, so you get that far. This ground, like up says, is incredibly slippery. And you are moving at half speed. It is difficult terrain. 
All right. Okay, but you get that far. What do you want to do? I am going to attack it. Okay, please roll me your attack. A 19. Alrighty, I believe a 19 will indeed hit. Excellent. 14 points of damage for my first attack. What type of damage is it? It is slashing damage. And you have a magical weapon, right? I do. Okay, that's right. So 14 points damage. You start to carve into this ice golem. Bits of ice fly off of it. Are you doing anything else in your turn? Uh, yes, I have three more attacks to do. Oh my gosh, please go for it. 14. Your halberd off the ice as it pulls away a little bit. All right. Another swing. 27. You re-aim and right into it. Uh, that is six damage. And now I'm swinging around the butt of my halberd and slamming that into it. Very cool. Uh, that is a 19, which is a crit for me. Ooh, yeah. 19 damage. Very nice. Okay, so you bring the butt of your halberd in and you crack and you see these spiderweb cracks go over its arm as it staggers back half a foot or so. Looks like it was not expecting you to really wail into it that much. (laughs) Anything else on your turn? No, I think I'm good. Okie dokie. So next up is the ice devil. It starts to move towards you and you can see its long limbs are skittering against the ice and it doesn't seem to have any trouble moving as it goes. And you can all see it clearly, this huge jaggy creature with these glowing white eyes, these long curling horns and a tail that's whipping behind it. And as it opens its mouth, you can see these kind of almost glowing blue ice crystals inside as it breathes out this huge wall of ice. And you very much get the impression this is where all the ice in this room has come from as this ice wall just shoots up in front of you. And it stands there looking very, very angry to have been disturbed. That is the end of its turn. Grim. Does does the ice wall reach all the way up to the ceiling? Uh, no, it goes about 10 foot up. And, and how tall how tall is this, this devil? Is it taller than 10 feet? It's about 20 feet, I think, at this point, honestly. It's a big thing. Oh, boy. I, th- I thought about being just going in with some some brute force, but I think I might do a little bit a uh, little bit more finesse. Okay. Um, I want to go into the room far enough to get a bead on this ice devil, but um, but also far enough in so that um, Ravana can get into the room as well. Okay. So you have 15 foot of movement here because it's difficult terrain. Where are you heading? To the right and stay along the wall so I'm uh, behind her. I think that would put me in line of sight of the creature. Then. Yeah, that's definitely line of sight. So now um, I am going to cast a Banishment oh, on that okay. Ice Devil. Um, okay. Just to take him off the board for uh, for a while yeah. um, while we deal with these, uh, these snowmen here. Okay. So for banishment, the ice devil needs to uh, roll a charisma saving throw. Okay. And my spell save DC is 20. Oh. Okay. Mm, no. Okay. So describe what happens. It's quite simply just a pop. And the <laughs> devil disappears. And it will remain disappeared as long as I continue concentrating on, on the spell. Okay. Um, and the duration of it is I can up to a minute. So okay. we've got, uh, what is that? We've got 10 rounds um, as long as I don't lose concentration on this to deal with the other creatures. Okay. Wow. That's very good. That's very smart. Okay. So you watch as this huge devil creature just pop, disappears from this plane of existence, I guess. Grim, anything else in your turn? Nope. That's it. 
Got it. Okay. Uh, it is Ice Golem 1's turn. He is going to move right up behind you. Um, and he is going to take two swings at you, Grim, who's just banished his friend. You don't know. You don't know the nature of their relationship. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I picked the wrong dice. Uh, so the first one is a 12. That'll miss. And then, okay, that's better. Uh, and then a 22. That'll hit. Okay. 18 points of bludgeoning damage and two points of cold damage as these two huge icy fists just down onto the back of you. So now I need to roll a constitution saving throw to see if I keep the concentration on my banishment spell. And that is a one on my oh. No, are you kidding? No. <laughs> so okay. I lost lost the banishment spell, so yeah, the devil win. Okay. Back so into existence. Is... <laughs> so there's this as this devil disappears and you hear this behind you and as you look over these two fists slam down into you one after the other and as you are brought down to your knees there's this and the devil reappears looking just confused not even angry or (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and oh oh, I'm so sorry about that okay Ravana it is your turn Whenever the other ice golem moves into range, I am going to use my reaction to attack it because I Please can do that. Please do. Yes. That is a 22. Okay, that hits. Romeo damage. 10 damage. Okay. I swing my halberd over Grim's head and smack it right into this ice golem. Thank you. You do that indeed, and it is very good. Alrighty, it is. Uh, Ravana, it is your go. I am going to bonus action. Mm hmm. Uh, some of my spiritual weapon. Okay. Where do you want to put it? I'm going to put it on the, uh, I'm going to ping it, this purple ice golem over here. Okay. We're going to use my default image that I have on this account for anything that I wasn't planning for. Yeah. That's... It, <laughs> it is Danny DeVito. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to go ahead and attack with it. Okay. We're going to say that you're like, you're like at the door. You're, you're not in the yeah. room, but you're, you're at the door. So you can see this happening. Uh, okay. So a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Eight points of damage. Okie dokie. Um, and since that was my bonus action, I'm going to pull out my mace. Okay. And whack the one in front of me. Okay. So you need to get in the room to do that. So you yep. come into the room. Make me your attack, please. Uh, 12. You reach out with your mace and it skitters off the ice as it turns to look at you and you've definitely caught its attention. Cool. Anything else on your turn? That is it. Okay, so the ice golem here is going to make, first of all, an intelligence check. And it's going to take a swing at your spiritual weapon. Um, <laughs> so what is what is your AC of your spiritual weapon, if anything, or does it just pass through? I think... I think it just passes through. Let me let me look real fast. These aren't very smart creatures. It's a spectral weapon. Oh, it's spectral? Okay, it's just going to go yeah. through it then. So yeah. it makes an attack and just through. It's going to make another intelligence check. It seems to get that maybe it can't hurt this and it's going to turn to hurt and smack at him. Oh my God. Okay, this dice is just, it's going in jail. <laughs> um, so that is a 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. No, just off your armor as you brace against it. And that is its go. That's all it's gonna do. Hut, it is your go. You are up. First off, as my bonus action, I'm going to throw out my animated shield. Okay. So I pull this off my back and throw it out and it starts floating around and it's just kind of hovering there, moving about a bit to uh, try to protect me as best it can. Then I'm going to take my halberd 
Okay. And attack this ice golem. So that is 22 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. And 10 damage. Very nice. Okie dokie. So I'm just swinging my halberd right over Grim's head. It is so cool. It is so cool because Hurt's just like going from one to the other in the middle of this fray. No sweat. Just so cool. And that is 24 to hit. It hits. So that is 8 damage. Okie dokie. And my third and final attack is a 21. Very nice. Hits. Which is 12 damage. Mm. So you just... There's bits of ice flying and these golems are looking... They're looking hurt. They're not looking worse for wear yet, but you're definitely carving into them. Anything else in your turn, Hurt? That is it. That's very good. Okay. It is, however, the ice demons go. The ice demon is going to... Is going to move into the space of your spiritual weapon. So you can take an attack of opportunity against, I believe. I also get one. Yeah. It's not quite in your space just yet, but it's it's coming. Okay, so uh, my spiritual weapon is going to attack a big guy that just walked up on us. Yep. Dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. So that's 15 points of damage. Okie dokie. Um... What type of damage is it? I guess it depends on the type of weapon I chose. So, but it's not radiant or anything like that. Mm, no, ma'am. Okay, no worries. Then, then you do your your full damage. And oh, it's, it's forced. It's forced damage. It's forced damage. Yeah, you do your damage. Okay. Okay. So it is going to now. Is it that your spiritual weapon doesn't stop him where he is though? He can still move past you. He's just yeah. Taking it's attack. it's spectral. Okay. So that's five. He's already moved. So ten. And I will attack. Okay, please. Yeah. Twenty six. Six, that'll hit. Eleven damage. He's gonna keep on coming though, because he's he's taking it, and you guys are doing damage, but he gets right up next to you. So he's going to reach forward with these very large icy claws at you, hurt. And uh, twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one just hits. And you take eight points of uh, slashing damage. Nine points of cold damage as these huge frozen claws just rake across you. And it's going to lean down. It's going to try and bite you as well. A 19 to hit. 19 misses. 19 misses. And you just duck out the way as these huge jaws. And as you duck out the way, you see out the corner of your eye, this tail whip round. And it's going to try and attack you, Grim, with the tail. Uh, with a 15 to hit. That'll miss. That'll miss. And it just into the icy wall above you. That is its turn. Grim, you were up this huge okay. demon bearing down on you in front. There's an ice golem to your left, and then there's hurt on your right. I'm going to go after the ice golem on my left because that was the one that just uh, that just attacked me and broke my concentration on my banishment yes. spell. And I'm going to target him with a finger of death. Ooh. And so after, after he struck me, I turn back around with fire in my eyes and point my finger at him and say, Die! Very cool. Okay. But the target must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, constitution. And if it makes it, then it takes half damage. Woo. Okay. And again, my spell save DC is 20. It's <laughs> a natural one. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, so tell me what happens. Okay, so this is... It's 7d8 plus 30 necrotic damage. I love it. That gets cast out of. I love um, it. So that would be... It uh, will take uh, 62 points of necrotic damage. Woof! Okay. What does it look like? Because you've, you've done... This creature is now what would be mechanically bloodied. But what does it, what does it look like when this energy radiates out? What happens? It's a, a dark shroud 
forms around the the ice golem and hangs there for just a moment and then violently sinks into every pore on on this creature's icy skin. Nice. You see this ice go from clear to this kind of muddy black gray color as it crunches down on itself as if half of its life form has just been destroyed internally and it is not looking well at all. Anything else in your turn, Grim? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, it is its go. Now, flanked by the both of you, it's going to take one attack at each of you. So the first one it's going to go for Ravana uh, with a natural 18, so that's 26 to hit. 26 to hit, yeah. Okay, so you take... Uh, you take 21 points of bludgeoning damage okay. uh, plus 8 points of cold damage as it hits you and in its rage it turns to you Grim who has done it so much damage uh, and that is a 20 to hit a, d- a dirty 20 not a natural yep that'll hit okay now the damage is coming so it's 18 points of bludgeoning damage uh, plus another 8 points of cold damage as it swings out at you and these two icy blasts from its fists go over the both of you as it roars out in pain and confusion. And that is the end of its go. Ravana, you are up. So she is going to cast Flame Strike. Okay. Oh, okay. A uh, big guy. The big demon. She does. Yeah, she does not like him. Okay. It's uh, Divine Fire. So I'm going to need a Dexterity saving throw from him, please. Uh, oh, that was a natural 17. Uh, so that's 24. Okay, so he's going to take half okay, damage. Okay. Um, so do you want me to roll my fire and my radiant damage separately? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Eight. <clears throat> Eight fire damage. Okay. Uh, the fire, as it into it, seems to do a bit more damage than, uh, than you were expecting. And then my radiant damage, 16 radiant okay, damage. 16 does ab- about what you were expecting. And my bonus action, my spiritual weapon's going to try and whack him. Okay, go for it. Uh, 21. That'll hit. 19 points of damage. Okay, very uh, force nice. Force damage. Very nice. Your weapon, Quintum, is this fire over him. Doesn't look very good, um, but he is still standing very strong and very angry. Uh, oh, I bet. <laughs> is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. Okay. The ice golem on the right is going to uh, break away. Uh, he's going to go there. That ice golem that's moving away from us right now, uh, how is that one looking? Uh, the This one is... This one's looking all right. This one isn't isn't too hurt. Uh, this one's going back to, to about there. As you watch it move, you can see some movements from this ice devil that it's almost like it's controlling them or at least instructing them on where to go. You see the shine of intelligence in this creature's eyes. Hurt, it is your go. Okay, I am going to use my bonus action to do my second wind. Okay. So I gain 16 hit points back. Nice! Because I rolled really low. And then let's try to get this golem out of the way, I guess. So I will attack the golem over Grim again. Okay. That's a 26. Double hit. Nine damage. Okie dokie. Another strike, a 21. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. Need to re-roll that. Seven damage. Okay. And my third and final strike, bringing my halberd down 
right on top of its head. Nice. That's a 23. That'll hit. And nine damage. Okie dokie. Uh, so this ice golem on your left between your two friends is looking battered and beaten. You can see these spider cracks of ice all over its body, bits where it's starting to flake off. You can see that it's moving a little slower and that light, that that life in its eyes is starting to flicker and wane. It is still standing, but it is looking not good at all. Excellent. However, it is the ice demon's go. And it is going to move, which means that your spiritual weapon, I believe, takes an attack opportunity because it's moving out of its range. I'm sorry, did we start a new round? Uh, yes, we are in a new round. Okay. Yes. Uh, 14. 14 uh, does not hit your weapon whoosh, over the side as it ducks low. It's expecting this hit. Okay. It's going to take a bite at you, Hurt. Uh, with a natural 16 plus everything else. Uh, it, 26. That hits? That hits, yeah. Uh, so. You take 13 points of piercing damage and 12 points of cold damage as these teeth, these fangs almost sink into your shoulder and you feel this horrible creeping cold all over you. And as it's got you bitten, it's going to try and attack you with its claws as well. With a natural 19, so a 29 to hit. That hits. And it's going to rake its claws across you for 10 points of slashing, slashing, slashing damage and 10 points of cold damage. And then it's going to flick out with its tail against you, Grim, who's still right there, uh, with a 24 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, so that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage and 10 points of cold damage as this tail whips out and you feel this cold spread across your body as it hits into you. Okay, whenever it claws me, I am going to use Hellish Rebuke Ooh, against it. Ooh, okay. So it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. That is a 14. Okay, I think 14 makes it on that, unfortunately. Oh no! Yeah, so it's claws strike out and hit me, and I yell, and I burst with flame. Ooh, okay. And it does hurt the creature a little bit. It takes half damage. Okay. So I rolled a great mighty four. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah! Yes, so since it's vulnerable, it takes four. Yeah, it does. Which is great. It does. And as as your flame bursts out, it draws back its claws and its teeth unhook from you. It did not expect you to suddenly become fire. Grim, it is your go. All right. Looking at the way that I'm positioned right now, I could hit the ice golem on my left and the ice devil on my right with a fireball if I aim in between them. Yeah. And it looks like I think that it would avoid... Mm. Ravana and Hurt. I think the, the area that's in between, I think if I aim it in between, I should be able to hit the creatures without uh, hitting anyone else in my party. Absolutely. You can also With, aim it higher uh, up. These two creatures are much taller than both of you and also Hurt as well. So you can aim it also higher so it's only going to hit like the top of them and not you guys. All right. Okay. So that will be a dexterity saving throw for both of them. All right. All right. 14 for the ice golem. And a 14 for the uh, 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 devil as well. All right, so they would both miss. Oh. Uh, so they, they would each take uh, 36 Ooh. points of fire damage. Okay. For the for the ice golem, describe its final moments in this fireball of hell. <laughs> so the ice golem on my left, this is the one that uh, that initially hit me and ruined my banishment spell. Yes. Um, so I, I look on it with 
much satisfaction as its ice body explodes and water splashes across my face. Very nice. Okay. Yep, that ice golem is just a puddle. Okay, and because I killed him, I get a bunch of temporary hit points for for that kill. Warlocks are awesome. So I would get uh, 20 temporary hit points back for that kill. Okay, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Ravana, it is your go. My bonus action, I'm just going to go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, Spiritual Weapon is going to move up on the uh, big guy. Yep. And continue its attack with a 26. That'll hit. 10 points of force damage on him. Very nice. And then my action, I am going to channel Divinity uh, to preserve life, and I will give 38 hit points back to Hurt and 37 mm. hit points back to Grim. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool. What does this look like? What does your, your healing magic look like? So uh, uh, Ravana is going to clasp the amulet symbol of her goddess, mm-hmm. her god, um, and uh, just close her eyes and just do a quick little prayer. And it's like she glows bright, a warm yellow color, and it just shines on the two guys. Okay. And uh, they feel rejuvenated. Okie dokie. As you do this, you see Ravana glow with yellow energy, and suddenly the whole room, just beneath the ice, you see the glow of runes that almost seem to be trying to press back against her. Roll me a d20, please. Eight. Okay, so you see this energy descend. You guys get those hit points, minus five from each of you. Oh, interesting. You feel this overwhelming presence of something ancient and cold beneath you. So far down beneath you, further down than you could ever hope to go. Something stirring in this coffin of ice that goes, no. And you feel that dampening of your magic just a little bit. Oh, good. It's dampening, not that she's healing something else. No, right. no, no. That, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that would be awesome. Wouldn't we'll make it? a note of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an ice go- the ice golem behind you. As this energy flashes, it reaches its hands up and it brings them down. These two hits onto the ground. And there's this flash of energy and you feel the shifting of magic within the room. And that is its go. Okay, Hurt, it's your go. You feel the shift of magic and energy in the room and you're not quite sure what's happened. And I probably can't do anything about it anyway. So I will attack this ice devil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lowly 18. A lowly 18 just hits its armor class. Ah, oh, great. Mm-hmm. That is nine damage. Very nice. A 22. That'll hit. That is 11 damage. Doki. My third strike. Uh, a lowly 14 does not hit. That does not hit. This attack off the icy shell around it. Uh, all right. And then I swing the butt of my uh, halberd around mm-hmm. for some bludgeoning damage. Nice. Uh, 22. 22. That will hit. And that is 7 damage. Doki. You bring, and there's this against the ice of its woman. It staggers back half a step, and as it looks at you, it is hurt. And although there's no blood, there's this kind of drip of water from its jaws where there was ice forming, and it's not looking particularly good. You, you're, you're carving into it. So I'm going to uh, move around it as far as I can without provoking towards the 
golem. Okie dokie. And I am going to use my action surge. Okay. And I'm going to hit it three more times. Well, hopefully hit it three okay, more times. Okay, go for it. That is a 27. Hits. That is nine damage. 23. Hits. 11 damage. Mm-hmm. And my final blow. 22. Hits. For 10 damage. Okay, okay. So you watch as hurt slams into this creature and then skids around now having his feet on this ice skids around and again into the back of it and this demon is not this devil is not looking good it is taking serious damage here at the hands of your friend hurt and as you slam your attack into it the last time there is this a frigid air that shoots up from the ground around this ice demon and i need all of you to make me uh constitution saving throws please uh-oh. I got a 17. 8. 22. Hurt and Grim, you managed to shield yourselves from this cold, but Ravana, you take the full brunt of it. So Hurt and Grim, you're taking half damage, and Ravana, you're taking full. Uh, okay. So that's 28 points of damage to you, Ravana, and then 14 of cold damage, and then 14 to Grim and Hurt as this frigid blast of cold air cascades over your skin. I'm tired of this darned cold. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It is the ice demons go. It is going to move. It is going to take a bite at you, Grim. uh, With a 24 to hit. That'll hit. 13 points of piercing damage and 14 points of cold damage as its teeth sink into you. It's going to take a swipe at you, Grim, for banishing it. Or attempted to, oof, uh, with a 29 to hit, which I'm going to go with hits. Uh, and then uh, 12 points of piercing damage and 10 points of cold damage as these claws rake out. And Ravana, this time you see this tail out towards you. Uh, okay. And that is a 25 to hit. That'll hit. Eight points of bludgeoning damage and eight points of cold damage. Okay. And that is the end of its go. Grim, you're up. All right, what do we have here? Um, All right, so that devil is not looking great. Uh, not looking good at all. Um, I already burned through some some big things, so I think I might just I'll, I'll just stick with uh, with an eldritch blast on him. So that's going to okay. be three blasts on him. Uh, first attack is a seventeen. That just misses. It skitters off the top of its horns and into the ceiling. Uh, next one is a twenty-two. That'll hit. And the third one is a natural 20. Oh, yeah! Great. All right, so the first one is going to do 15 points of force damage. Okie dokie. And the second one is going to do 17 points of force damage. This thing is not looking good. Your Eldritch Blast, these white punches of light into it, and it takes a half step back and lets out this horrible screeching sound. Anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. All right, Ravana. Okay, um, I am going to crack down on my staff of healing. Okay. And cast uh, mass cure wounds. Okay. Um, which will take up five of my charges, but it's a fifth level spell. Woo. Um, so everybody gets uh, thirty-one hit points back. Okay, roll me a d twenty. As again, your glowing light bursts out, and these almost um, responding runes <laughs> down above you. Uh, that's an eighteen. 
Okay, but this time your glowing light beats it and pushes this magic back and you get that full healing. Yay. And then Ooh. my bonus action, I'm going to move my spiritual weapon in on this uh, big boy. That's how I'm now titling him. Yep. <laughs> and uh, going to attack with a 17 just misses, right? Just misses. Kay. Danny DeVito swoops in, but alas, <laughs> uh, he just misses. Danny Cannot save me. the day. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got heals out, and that's what that's what I worry about. All right, that's uh, that's my turn. This ice golem is going to come back down this way and go for you, hurt with two slam attacks. All right. Twenty six to hit. That hits on the first, and then oh, and then a ten to hit on the second. Ten does not hit. Uh, so you take 18 points of bludgeoning damage, two points of gold damage as this fist into your back and you manage to just dodge out the way of the second slam coming down beside you. <clears throat> Hurt, it is your go. I am going to attack this gold. Okay. That is a natural 20. <gasps> which happens to be a crit for me. That'll hit. Wow. It's a lot of dice, it's good. Well, I rolled a two, and I get to re-roll ones and twos, and then I got a one, and <laughs> I got a one, and then I get to roll, re-roll that one, and I got a one. So, uh, um, no! so that is seven damage on my crit. <laughs> oh, no. That's heartbreaking. And I will attack again. Yeah. Twenty-four. That'll hit. That's much better. Fourteen damage. A twenty-six. That'll hit. Those ones are getting me now. <laughs> and six damage. And then crack with the back end of my halberd. Um, but that probably doesn't hit. That's just a 13. Unfortunately, it does not. Your back of your halberd skids over part of the creature as it reaches towards you. But it is looking very hurt. It is cracked and broken and water is dripping from it. It is not looking good at all. There is a sudden flash of light and I need all of you to make me uh, a constitution saving throw again, please. Ooh. I am going to use Indomitable. Okay. Is that 23 for me? Uh, 21. We all saved. I got a 26. Very nice. You all managed to turn your heads just in time to shield your eyes from this blinding flash of light that emits from this uh, ice demon. Uh, and with that, it is its go, and you have all saved against that, which is good, because you did not want to not save against that one. Um, so it is going to take a bite at you, Grim. With a 12. That'll miss. It's going... And I can't blame them. I am obviously the most delicious looking person. <laughs> yeah. <in the> <laughs> um, it's going to then move out of uh, hurt your reach if you have a reaction to take. Uh, that is a natural 20. Oh, okay. Yep. Much better than ones this time. That is 18 damage. Right, it is not looking good, but it is going to keep going. Uh, Grim, you can take a melee attack, attack against it if you would like. Uh, I will do that. That thing uh, is kind of intimidating. Yeah, not not really my strong suit, so I got I got an 11 on that attack. No, you reach out, but you miss completely. You don't even make contact. Uh, and it is going to claw at you, Ravana, uh, with a 23. Battle hit. Nine points of slashing damage, plus... Eleven points of cold, and you watch again as this tail out at you for a nineteen to hit. Uh, that'll miss. Okay, so off your armor, there's this glow of energy of divine magic from you as you manage to deflect this blow. Grim, it is your go. 
All right. Um... Both of these creatures are looking pretty hurt. And hurt is looking very pretty. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to cast a Scorching Ray, and I'm going to do four of the... And I get six rays for Scorching Ray, and I'm going to do four okay. of them on the Devil and two of them on the Golem. Which one would you like me to start with? Your choice. All right, Dealer's let's, choice. Let's do the Devil. Okay. Uh, first one is a 23. Hits. Uh, next one is a 26. Hits. Another 26. Hits. And a 31. Uh, that, <laughs> now that one misses, actually. Uh, no, that one hits. That one's too high. Too high. No, that one's too high. good. We can't, can't do that. That's too good. All right. So all four of those hit. Let me roll all these dice. Oh, you, wow. You all those? So many <laughs> dice. sound. 27 points of fire damage. Whoosh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. What happens? What is this creature's last moments? So fire bolts shoot out of my hands one after the other, so going back and forth, one from my right, one from my left, one from my right, the other one from the left. <laughs> kind of almost doing a, a one-two punch um, yeah, from far yeah. away with, the, with the, the, the flames that are coming out of my hands. And one strikes it in the knee, causing it to, to drop to the, to the ground a bit. Another one strikes it in the shoulder, sending it back. Another one in the gut. And then the last one goes right in between its eyes. Nice. This creature explodes into just kind of snow, mist and snow at this point. Make your attacks on the ice golem. Uh, the first one is a 19. That'll hit. And the second one is a 30. That Well, yeah, that one's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> hit there. It's gonna hit there, buddy. All right, oh, not great damage. That's, that's only nine points of fire damage. Nine is enough. What happened? <laughs> yes. nine, is, nine is literally exactly enough. So after shooting out the uh, the fire at the demon, I quickly turn around and point both hands at the, uh, the, the ice golem and both bolts of fire shoot out of my hands simultaneously and strike the, uh, the golem straight in the chest, knocking it back. Okay, yeah, it goes backwards. It hits the ground with this of ice and mist and water and the cavern that you are in goes silent and still and nothing moves. I spit on the ground. Then my shield falls down to the ground with a clank. That was a uh, nice shooting there. Uh, how about we uh, huddle up and I can do a little bit of healing because that really hurt my feeling um, <laughs> actually a lot but I won't say that too terribly much. Ravana. <laughs> That was great healing, and I I feel fine. I'm great. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that healing that you did. Uh, you know, I'm a little, I got a few scratches here and there, but I'm doing all right. I mean, I can divine channel again. I got one more more of those in me if uh, we wanted to, or if we want to keep moving, we could keep moving. Yeah, whatever you feel like, whatever you feel like you need. Then, uh, between Rovana and uh, Hurt. I'm going to do just our last channel. Um, so Hurt's going to get 38 hit points back, and I'll take 37. Do we still? Do I still feel the same resistance, Yubi? Yeah, you. Yeah, you need to roll me that d20 again, please. Alrighty, that's another 18. Yeah, you again push through it. Man, there's something weird going on with my healing here. I don't like this place. Can we? Well, yeah, let's just go. You see a staircase heading down. This is completely encased in ice. And the floor here is just difficult terrain. It's not super slippery like before. Yeah, it's just difficult terrain. Okay. 
So I guess we will probably head that way. Okay. You head towards the staircase. It, Like I said, completely encased in ice, but you can see stairs heading down. Same order that we've been going in with Hurt going first and Ravana in the middle? Yeah. Okay. How are you getting... So when I say encased, I mean like you can't go down the stairs. It's oh, just like, yeah. like ice blocking so, it. Do you want me to oh. try to smash it or do you want to blast it again? I'll, I'll blast it again. So uh, okay. Eldritch Blast, three shots. You want me to roll a 20 side or make just sure I don't get Just to make sure one? that you don't make a crit one. Nope, no crit one. Yeah, you start blasting through this ice. It's quite thick. It's thicker than the one that you blasted through earlier, but about halfway down the stairs, the ice gives out, and you see the staircase going down longer, deeper into the dark. Uh, does the first few steps look iced over like it did the other big sets of stairs that we went down? You have blasted enough away that they are safe to travel. Okay, i just making sure we don't need to do a boot scoot. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing a boot scoot again. It worked. <laughs> it, it did not work. Oh, you guys just don't know how to proper boot scoot. You start going down these stairs and you walk for what feels like far too long for a staircase to be going. And after about a 10, 15 minute walk, you come into this room that is much smaller than any of the previous rooms. And there is a single huge block of ice and you can see embedded in this ice is a chest and this chest looks to be the size of a sofa. It is a huge wooden ornate chest with this huge lock on the front of it and it is completely enshrouded in ice. Very, very thick ice. So do you, uh, do you reckon that's what a war chest looks like? No. You mean you don't know? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pull out my spell book. And, okay. uh, and and look through it to see if there's any additional information or instructions in there besides down. Okay, there is one more word, and it is just retrieve. All right, retrieve. I, th- I think this is it. Um, Hurt, you've got uh, you've got a strong back, right? Pretty strong. You want me to take that chest, ice block, and all? Yeah. Have Have you ever helped a friend move a sofa before? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, college. How are we getting out of here anyway? Plane shifting back, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Or does it, does anyone have something that we could easily carry this in, like a bag of holding or some other device? Oh, man, nope. I should have gotten a portable hole. <laughs> Darn. Um, I don't have anything that can uh, hold it, no. No. Um, the closest thing that I think that I could do is I could cast a dimension door and send it somewhere else. But now that we have the chest, Ravana. If we gather around the around the chest, can you just wish us away with it? Ah, uh, I will have to check my tome real fast. As you are looking at this this chest, it is entirely covered by maybe 15, 10, 15 foot of ice. Yeah, I think we have to get closer to it. I guess I'll go up and I'll start chopping at the giant ice block with my halberd. Okay, I'll help him. Well, we'll have to be holding the chest itself uh, when we go back. I think our best bet is to try and break through this ice and and uh, and get a hand on it at least. Hurt, uh, I could probably burn away the ice if uh, if you want to let me take a shot at it. To save us time, I could put up a wall of fire and just melt all the ice away from it right now. Sounds like a good idea to me, but you know, whether you want to do it or not, I don't think we're going to... Hurry us up this process. Doesn't seem to be anything here, and it seems like we're going to be getting right back to uh, whoever's picking this up, I guess. So, well, I don't want to spend any more time here than we need to, so stand back. And I raise my hands up, and I cast a wall of fire. 
okay. uh, with the heat directed in the direction of the ice and the war chest. Okay. You take your time. You very carefully melt this ice around the war chest. And after a couple of minutes, you pull back the fire just enough that there's just this very thin layer of ice around the chest, just the remaining half an inch or so. And as the flames die down, there's this second of silence before the chest suddenly (laughs) rattles as if there's something inside it that starts banging and crashing against it. And as you watch, you hear this sound from inside that's the sound of a baby crying, but it is ragged and grating and demonic and a sound unlike you've ever heard, but you know deep down that there is something living and very, very young in that chest. Are we instructed to not open it? Oh, crimey. Why? Why would you want to open it? There's some baby devil in there and you want to open it? I'm, I'm inclined. Curiosity killed the cat. You're correct, <laughs> Hurt. Good job. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, Hurt, I'm, I'm inclined to uh, to leave it be and let's just deliver this and, and be on our way. I, I agree. So plane shift, I guess. We'll latch drop. onto the chest. Yep, we'll latch onto each other and I'll latch onto the boys and we will plane shift. Okay. You cast the spell and you feel it enveloping you. You feel that tug. And as you're leaving this plane, Ravana, you feel this surge of magic like you felt when you were trying to cast your healing magic and something was depressing it. And you have this half vision in the brief second before you shift back to the material plane of some huge formless creature trapped in ice open its eyes and look directly at you and you hear not words but a feeling that goes my child oh wow 